Hello, welcome to the show. I'm here with Dave. How are you doing? Greetings. You alright? Yes, good, thank you. Uh, we've got quite a lot to get through because um, World Championship was on and uh, lots of funny little incidents happened throughout. Yes. Which I kept a note of. So I yes. thought we could go through a few of those. It, before we go into too much detail, it was one of, like, I think it's the best World Championship I've ever watched. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, firstly, we've got to talk about the protester, because that was like the big talking point, wasn't it? Oh uh, yeah. That was a, it was a bit of a shock, wasn't it? It was genuinely shocking, like, yeah, to see that. Um, I was watching the other table. Yeah. So I just heard, like, a, on the other table, there was a bit of commotion, and then... Um, the other protester tried to get on. Yes. And I think it was Jan Verhaas. No, it was uh, uh, Olivier Martel. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, nah, fuck off. <laughs> You're not getting on the table, girl. No! We need the table. Do you want to hear what uh, Milkin thought about it? Milkin's. Um, yeah, go on. I thought it was a streaker. I thought it was a bloke streaker or something. Because you, you don't have people jump like that here on the. It's just don't know what's happening. And what we're going to do about this? I mean, there's no way they're going to be able to hoover this up. <laughs> I thought it was a bloke streaker. I thought it was a bloke streaker with his clothes on. <laughs> don't often see that. In fact, t- you do often see that. You see not, that all the time. Do you know what i seen this morning? i seen what? a streaker with all his clothes on. <laughs> Just walking down the street, bold as brass. Um, fully clothed Twitter was full to the brim with jokes and gifts and funny quips I like the more um, sincere ones Mm. this bloke who was at the snooker he said that William Clouston pay hard earned money to see the snooker and this happens the cure purative custodial sentences (laughs) Um, for the cure seems a bit harsh well yeah (laughs) But the guys who climbed the Dartford Bridge yeah. got prosecuted and yeah. got three years in prison. Yeah. So this guy is going to be S'ing himself, isn't he? Yeah, S'ing his peas. There's a lot of snooker fans in prison. Is there, yeah. I reckon. I've never been. <laughs> it's the um, kind of thing you'd enjoy watching a snooker. You've got a lot of, in prison, you've got a lot of time on your hands. Yeah, watch yeah. the entire world championship. Well, Bowie Hearn said... Sounds, hey. sounds brilliant. <laughs> How do I get in? <laughs> Barry Hearn said he would pay for anybody who wants to take him to a small claims court. Yeah. Or what he was calling small court claims. Small court claims. We're going to do small court claims. <laughs> we'll do you with a small court claims, mate. But he's quite litigious, Barry, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I always think we might get sued by him on this podcast. <laughs> Some of the skits. Yeah, the small done, court claims. Yeah. Because yeah. I, had, I had a dream that Milken sued us for yeah. defamation of character. Defecation. <laughs> and um, we went to court. Yeah. And they were playing clips of your impression. And the sort of judges, and, well, the judge and the uh, jury were like sniggering a bit. And he said to Milkins, he had to sort of prove that it's had a sort of negative effect on yeah. his career and his earnings. And he had to concede we'd been playing some of the best stuff he ever has. So actually, he owes us money. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and he had to. Well, I hope that doesn't happen. Well, he had to address the judges, my lord, as well, which was causing hilarity. I don't talk like that, my lord. <laughs> my lord. <laughs> Absolute caricature. Do you want to hear what Elliot Slesser said about the, oh, uh, yeah? the, um, the snooker man on Twitter? Oh, Elliot Slesser. Last time I qualified for the cruise. I can't really do, Jordy. You could try. You couldn't get out of your front garden due to COVID. Now there's a heat case hoying powder all over the table. Hoying I'm going to stop qualifying. Laughing, crying face. 
But um, that was a really interesting match. Elliot Slesser versus yeah. Gary Wilson. They're good mates from the yeah, North East. Yeah. And uh, when Gary won that, yeah. Will Snooker put out a little news article and yeah. it said, Gary Wilson wins the great Geordie Joust. <laughs> and I thought that would be a great TV show. Geordie Joustin. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Geordie Joustin with me, Elliot Slesser. And me, Gary Wilson. <laughs> oh, you could wear the grand phrase of a packet of tabs. Johnny <laughs> Jouston. Later on, Johnny Jouston. Shovel call on a donkey. <laughs> that would be good. I would watch that. Johnny Jouston. If it was like celebrity Johnny Jouston. You got Ant and Deck. On Ant versus Deck. On one the battle we've all wanted to see. <laughs> um, Gaza. Jimmy Five Bellies. Jimmy Five Bellies versus Gaza. <laughs> Raoul Mort. Back from the grave. <laughs> Against Sir Bobby Robson. Also back from the grave. Cheryl Cole. Can you think of any more famous Geordies that are still alive? Cheryl Cole, because I'm worth it, Simon. <laughs> Simon. 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 Hello and welcome to Johnny Jousting. We're back in the jungle. <laughs> Johnny Jousting in the jungle. I'm a celebrity Johnny Jouster. Get me out of this medieval jungle. <laughs> um, on the first day of the snooker, they always have like a media day, mm. and they brought some kids in from a local school yeah. to ask the top players some questions, some searching questions. Yeah, um, that produced a couple of funny little answers. Yeah, go on. This kid asked John Higgins about his favourite food. Crasp. What is your favourite meal? Favourite meal is haggis. You ever heard of that haggis? It's a Scottish delicacy. And I thought, I, I'm glad he didn't go into what was in haggis. That would have been a bit disturbing. It's got lungs, sheep's lungs, brains, well, other bits, other odds and sods. I wasn't 100% sure what was in haggis, so I looked it up. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. It's not that bad. <laughs> um, I wrote down what was in it. Okay. Can you guess? Uh, it's it's called, lungs in it, because it's banned in, in America. You can't have it in America. It's got lungs in it. Do you know what to call it, though? Sheep's pluck. Uh, sweet bread. Sweet pluck. Is that what it's called? Sweet Sheep's pluck. Sheep's pluck. Um, can you read out like Alan Hansen? You've got your lungs. <laughs> you're talking about haggis is sheep's pluck. You've got sheep's heart, lover. You talk about lungs and stomach. <laughs> it's a very modern, up to date impression yeah. for this for the kids. One for the adults there. Can you read it out like Sean Connery? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Sheep's pluck. Haggis is sheep's pluck. Sheep's heart, lover. Longs. It's hard to do Sean Connery for an extended period. You can do it with a little bit stomach bush money per day. Um, and then, should we listen to another one? Because a little kid asked Robbo about... Oh, yeah. Um, his favourite meal. No, this is... Um, what what would be his superhero power? Oh, yeah. Pagan. If, you had to, <laughs> if you had to have a superpower, what would it be? A superpower? Oh. I've had so many dreams like that I could fly and then you wake up and you can't and it's just so disappointing so I'd love to be able to fly for sure I like imagine him waking up next to his wife being really disappointed oh I can't fly oh I'm so disappointed another flying dream <laughs> not another one it felt so close <laughs> another flying dream <laughs> surely though if you ask a snooker player if you had to have a superpower what would it be yeah. really good at snooker <laughs> Really good at snooker. Really good at snooker. They already good at snooker. I know, but like impossible to beat at snooker. Yeah, that's snooker man. Yeah, but if you could fly, I'd be you better. Could pot every ball, mm. no matter where it is. 
I like this. It's the kind of hard-hitting journalism you don't often get at the snooker. No. Well, apparently they had to edit out Sean Murphy's because a little girl asked him. I, I read this on Twitter. Yeah. Like a, a girl asked him what his celebrity crush was, and he said, "Your mum." <laughs> he said, um, "Aging magician's assistant Debbie McGee." Yeah. And it was deemed a bit off because she's in the seventies. <laughs> it's a bit off. You like Debbie McGee, don't you? Not a lot. <laughs> Again, that's a pop culture reference from about 30 years ago. So. Also, I mean, some of the press passes that get given out at the snooker are ridiculous. Yeah. The woman going around asking players what type of underpants they had on. Have a listen to this. Yeah. Hi, I'm backstage at the snooker with Dominic Dale. Dominic, what kind of underpants do you have on today? They're very skiddy. It's a very, very old cloth that's had a lot of use, which is very coarse and has a lot of friction. Um, I made that up. Yes. <laughs> it's good, though. Yeah, it's good. Um, They're very skiddy. This is a question for Dominic Dale. You ever had skiddy underpants? Do you reckon that fooled anyone? Uh, don't know. I, maybe. Who maybe. Knows? I want, this Let is genuinely true, I once entered the competition when I was a kid for, for the skiddiest underpants. I never heard anything back. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a conversation, that was a local paedophile. <laughs> It was in, do you remember Games Master on the telly? Yeah. And there was like a magazine as well. Yeah. And they had this thing like where they where they show a picture of like the skiddiest underpants of the oh. month. Oh. I didn't send in actual skiddy underpants. We made like a mud bath in the garden. Yeah. And I stripped off and just like slid through it. Oh, that's why they didn't give you the, And then we took a picture of it. That's why they didn't give you a prize. They but, tell um, it was fake. I sent that's off. the wrong shade of brown. <laughs> I sent off a lot of stuff as a kid and never heard anything back. Yeah. I remember um, you've been framed. You sent a clip in. I sent... What I did... Like, normally when you send a clip in to You've Been Famed, you'd have to write the time on when an accident happened. Yeah. But I just sent a series of pratfalls. <laughs> like, I was, like, the world's most bumbling klutz. Yeah. And that's why... I mean, this is why they weren't showing. They were just onto you. You were a child trying to fake You've Been Framed videos. It was quite funny, actually. underpants. Because, um... I remember... Do you remember the Loot magazine? Or newspaper? Loot? Yeah, yeah. it's like... It was just small ads... Right. It's like a big newspaper. Okay. It's basically like eBay printed out yeah, in yeah. the 90s. Like local to... free newspaper yeah, type yeah. thing. Yeah. And uh, I saw a video camera in there and I was like, oh, I really want this. I had some birthday money. Yeah. And my dad said, okay, well, I'll take you after school. Yeah. It was, but it was like some smackheads flat in, in scam. <laughs> and like, I had my little shorts on my polo shirt and my dad had this briefcase. <laughs> we just walked... uh, we're here for the video camera. <laughs> and we just walked in and I had like money in my hand. I remember thinking, this is really dodgy. Sketchy, yeah. And, but he gave me the video camera, took the money and... Uh... And your dad's briefcase. <laughs> Yeah, kind of skinny briefs in there. <laughs> um, and then I made just like 10 accidents happen in the house. <laughs> like to set them up. Can't believe it. I remember like, the only one I can really remember was I've set up in the garden like tables and chairs with loads of like food and drink on it and just yeah. rode my bike as fast as I could into it. <laughs> wow. Dodgy clip alert. That's funny. But I mean they used to pay quite have well. You, I, I wish too... you, have you still got that video? Oh, it would be, be in the vaults of ITV, man. Oh, did you not make a copy before no, you sent it? You, you couldn't make copies of them. Those you could, days, could you? You could set up two VCRs. Two VCRs, mate, reel to reel. Right. <laughs> Do you reckon yeah. it's still in the vaults at ITV, or did you just bin them all? Nah, I just burn them, don't they, at the back? They Big, pay- they've got a bonfire going all the time. <laughs> Throw another one on. Tip another wheelbarrow in. Um, two hundred fifty quid, though. I don't think you get that nowadays for like a uh, fail army. You know, you don't get nothing for that, do you? You but, get something like fifty quid. Ah, but mate, you don't get it. 250 quid, like, when You've Been Framed first started, was like a substantial amount of money. That's why I wanted to... Uh, but by the end, it's nothing, is it? 250. I mean, it's not nothing, but like... It's not bad. Compared to what it could, you could have bought, like... 
yeah, in the early 90s with 250 quid. Mm, maybe. Like, it didn't go up with inflation, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. Venue vitriol. If you can come down to the crucible and watch snooker, you will feel so prolonged. And you can say, I was there. I did. And I don't even like snooker. Uh, should we do some venue vitriol? Venue! <coughs> Sorry. Uh, need some water. Hang on. Uh, so this one is from the Adam and Eve Hotel. The Adam and Eve Hotel? Yes. Sounds dodgy. A review by Chris and Damien. Is it like a swingers hotel? I don't know what it is. Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Hello. Hello. Um, Well, what can I say? This hotel looks fantastic in the photos online. But my God, it's trashed plaster hanging off the walls. Doors kicked in. Looks like it's not been painted in 30 years. The rooms were stinking dirty. The corridor carpets were so dirty and stunk of cat pee. The lock on my room door didn't work. Door just pushed open. Oh, my God. When I say what a hellhole, I mean total stinky, dirty, flea-ridden cat pee hellhole. <laughs> <laughs> Urine-soaked heck hole. <laughs> <laughs> what, is this the same hotel? Is it? No, I'm asking, is it Let the me same have a look. hotel? Yes, this is the Adam and Eve Hotel. The Adam and Eve Hotel, Christ. It's a terrible jumbles. The worst part of the visit was when I went to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> no. There was a plastic bag full of used condoms. Yes! Used ones. On the sink, and you could just imagine my horror. They transferred us to a different room, which sadly isn't any better, as there was a ball of hair on the toilet floor, and one of the throw pills had some weird looking stains on it. We'll not be coming back. And we'll definitely not recommend. Sorry. <laughs> the throw pills. Or pillows. Pillows. Um, now, I'll just take issue with this slightly. Because they say they transferred us to a different room. Which sadly isn't any better. Mm. And then say there was a ball of hair on the toilet floor. And a weird looking stain on the pillow. That is significantly better than a bag of used condoms in the yes. sink. Much, much better. Much, much better. If you had to choose, there's no choice there, is there? No, true. So, sorry. Sorry, mate. Sorry! I've got another one from the Adam and Eve Hotel. The Adam and Eve Hotel, review number three. Can you do the uh, lispy man? (laughs) Rubbish! That's the title of the review. Rubbish! Uh, Where is it? Oh, is this the hotel? No, this is Adam and Eve Hotel. Rubbish. A pile of poo, stale sick on the floor, no water supply in the sink. Basically, it's a pile of poo. And I would let a dog stay for one night. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Prison is better, lol. Please, God, help me. That is, if there was an Adam and Eve. Ha ha. <laughs> How long would he let a dog stay for? I would let a dog stay for one night. <laughs> Not two. One. One would be all right. Two. Two, be, no. Two would be cool. No, cruel. <laughs> Get the RFPCA on you. But one night, it's okay. <laughs> I would let a dog stay for one night. 
I would let a budgie stay for two. I would let a hamster stay for a week. <laughs> what, a horse? No, it can't get a horse in there. No? Too big. Is it a pile of poo? It's a pile of horse poo. <laughs> it's what you'd have. A pile of poo. Stale thick on the floor. <laughs> Where is the Adam and Eve Hotel? We should we should have contacted them for balance. This feels a bit one-sided. Okay, this is from um, the Sex Museum in Amsterdam. Ah, yes, our old favourite, the Sex Museum. <laughs> when we're scrabbling around for ideas, we visit the Sex Museum. Can you do that guy again? Because I really like him. The fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall off me still. <laughs> fall off me still. Solo. Solo visit to the Sex Museum. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> a fun way to pass a couple of hours. A fun museum to visit. Had lots of interesting facts, pickled penises, and had a fun vibe. Was quite busy when I went. Penis-shaped waffles available in savoury or sweet varieties. Not sure if I'd take kids. <laughs> Why not? No, I'll leave the kids at home. <laughs> You could take the kids for one hour. Not two. <laughs> Penis shaped waffles. What they like? We can get them savoury. Sweet. They're nice. Yeah, the kids would like them. No, don't take the kids. <laughs> don't take... No, do yourself a favour. Don't take the kids. The kids would be absolutely... Oh, they wouldn't like it. Not appropriate. <laughs> Solo visit to the sex museum. You do it as um, Dirty Brian. Solo visit to the sex museum. <laughs> a fun museum to visit. Had a lot of interesting facts. Pickled penises. And had a fun vibe. <laughs> Was quite busy when I went. Penis-shaped waffles available in savoury or sweet varieties. Not sure if I take kids. <laughs> I would let a dog stay for one night, not two. Um, another interesting matchup at the World Championship was um, Lasowski versus McGill, obviously because they are both working with Peter Ebden as their coach. Yeah. And uh, from what I see on social media people sort of have a bit of negativity towards players associating themselves with Peter because mm. of what he represents in terms of like misinformation and stuff. And uh, I kind of started feeling the same way. Like I don't mm. want them to succeed because I don't want Peter to. And uh, that's quite sad because I used to really like watching Jalosowski. Yeah. But uh, Peter doesn't seem to be helping them much, does he, anyway? Because they're not improving very much, are they? He's trying, it's because he's trying to heal them with his mind. Heal! Screw your mind! I was thinking about Peter Ebden and his, his career. Oh, yeah. And um, his nickname was... Well, his two nicknames were World's Most Dangerous Man <laughs> and Psycho. Psycho. If you were Peter Ebden, wouldn't you have had a word with World's Most You could just say, you know, this is a bit off. It's dam- very damaging for my brandness. Yeah. The World's Maybe Most Dangerous like Psycho. Maybe he introduced himself as it. He introduced himself as the World's Most Dangerous Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> my name Peter Ebden. People call me Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. Um, it would help this podcast a bit, wouldn't it? it? That voice that you do then reminds me of when uh, you beat me at FIFA 
Yeah. And I sort of was annoyed and I shouted, you can do headers. You can do headers! And you, yeah, you repeated that back to me for, for next, years. the next four years. Yeah. Oh, you, you can, can do, do headers. headers. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, you can do headers. That's not fair. But, um, yeah. I can't do headers, mate. I can't do headers, mate. One of the voiceover ladies during this new kit, do you know before it comes on, like yeah. the ident, and then they say what's on next? Yeah. She said, um, obviously she didn't know anything about snooker and just jotted some notes down. She went, hit a lucky break and put it in the pocket. Next up, the snooker. <laughs> <laughs> hit a lucky break and put it in the pocket. Next up is the snooker now. <laughs> most dangerous psycho but yeah I mean the world championship was amazing it's probably the best I've ever watched yeah I think so um, um, first round loads of tight matches that yeah. was boss CGE doing really well was amazing yeah and also I had a massive bet on Luca Purcell which oh, yeah. I put on like last August it was like 45 to 1 so it returned you put it on last August yeah yeah because yeah. his odds were really high then yeah, yeah. Like, I noticed he was showing a bit of form yeah I just thought I'd stick oh, it yeah, on that is a long... so I put 40 quid on it returned 1,400 quid Wow, which was amazing I needed the money like I was like really rooting for him it was quite hard to watch him because yeah. he kept falling behind so much in the yeah, matches yeah yeah I can imagine it was quite stressful ring, yeah but uh, really entertaining obviously yeah but it was, it was great regardless of that um, just a great time well, I enjoyed it when uh, when it had all ended and it, they cut back to the studio and Hazel yeah. said uh, that's us for this year's world championship yeah. I just felt totally burnt <laughs> <laughs> oh well you can console yourself with your wads of cash <laughs> Wipe away your tears with your fifty pound notes. <laughs> oh, it's over. But yeah, it was amazing. Loads of great matches, beats. Yeah, there was. It was really, really good. It was the best was one. Really, really, good. really, really good. I always feel like that when when it when it's the snooker finishes, like bereft. Yeah, I mean, even if I've not been that into it, it's just like I really like that feeling. Like there's always something just to put on. Like yeah. every night, you just sit snooker on and watch it for a bit. I and then put, when it finishes you're like oh now what am I going to do I put snooker child to bed pretty much bang on seven so it's like as soon as you come downstairs Blissy. it's on Yeah, and it, as you say it's always there in the background it's always on <clears throat> Yeah, and uh, it was super I mean Luca Purcell was absolutely extraordinary yeah. because I mean it so, he sort of defied all the sort of common wisdom of how you win the world championship yeah 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 and like yeah. that hasn't really been done since maybe Sean Murphy just yeah. all out of tap I mean I do think that like we were talking about this the other day but there's a lot of luck involved. A lot of luck involved. And I I, I sort of feel like you can't really win re- repeated that way. Like You need everything to align. Yes. Like I, the fact that he was so far back in like his quarterfinal, yeah, semi-final. Could have gone either way. He could, he could easily have lost. He could easily have lost in the first round. What, yeah, like, almost like one missed ball at a crucial yeah, point. Yeah. And then the other player could get a bit of yeah. confidence back. So it's just like, I mean, obviously he played brilliantly. He played amazing. But on another, in another day, like... You just don't quite completely come back, yeah. and then it's finished. And then we just talk about like, oh, that was a good match where he came back. And that's it, it. it was funny that very final frame because obviously he'd been all out attack for, yeah. for that tournament, and then he got this amazing opportunity. Yeah. All the best. So jittery. He was just like carefully <laughs> put on the mid, like yeah. and, like tiptoeing around the table, yeah. knocking the mid. Yeah. yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. It was really good. It was good though, actually, because the way in the first round, because um, quite a few like top seeds went out. Yes. Like it just kind of everything opened up, yeah. And then when uh, when Luca beat uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan, then I was like, this tournament's just gonna be amazing now because yeah. I was kind of looking at the draw and thinking, if Ronnie gets into the semis, he's just gonna win because like there's no one yeah. else there that will stop That's him. What I thought, yeah. Um, but once Luca beat him, I was like, oh, this any one of the four semi-finalists, you could like feasibly make a case for them winning, and it would be an amazing story, like whichever one of them won. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it was really good, yeah. 
What? Gordon. I, you know what I really enjoyed on the last episode? Yeah. Was um, when I found that text-to-speech character that sounded a lot like John Berger, like a posh John Berger. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. I thought we could do that again. Yeah. And um, <laughs> We'll was, do that again. He was reading out swear words, wasn't he? It was yes. Funny. So I thought I could do um, learn British swear words with posh JV as our new feature. Mm. For like, you know, foreign language students, maybe they want to learn a bit. Yeah, of, it's a public know, service. English swear words. Hmm. Okay. Um. So, here we go. This episode, it's piss. Piss. Another phrasal verb, piss off, is a milder version of fuck off. However, it's still probably not one to use in front of grandma with her big piss flaps. It usually means go away. But your tone of voice has a big impact on its meaning. Oh, you look lovely today, Jean. You... Piss, packer, arruke. Oh, piss off, piss, brain, Greg. Depending on the tone of voice, Jean is either angry or flirting. It's an important distinction Greg will have to make himself. It can also be used to express surprise or shock. James is coming for a pissing drink tonight. Piss off, he never comes out on Wednesdays, you pissing piss pan. <laughs> it does sound oh, a bit like Very Jamie. informative. Like a posh JV, doesn't it? does not it Piss. It's funny because JV is quite working class, mm. and that voice is quite posh, but it still does sound a bit like. Yeah, him, I think he's got his a uh, he's got his TV voice, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Once he's perfected his TV voice. Over Piss here. off. Next week we'll do Piss. fuck. Fuck. Tune <laughs> <laughs> next episode. Episode two. Fuck. <laughs> uh, that's quite good, isn't it? It is quite good. Yes, pissing, piss, piss. Did, where did you get? Did you get those examples from Wikipedia? I found a blog in, post that somebody had done. Then you've added in your own. Pisses. Yeah, I added a few of my own pissy piss. I've added my own piss to it. I've mixed in my own piss. You know. It's a cauldron of piss. <laughs> a big old bowl of piss. Okay, um, on the last episode, I really enjoyed mm. when I when we did our imaginary supermarket mm. and you were quipping about the, the products. Yeah. So I thought I could come to your supermarket again. Mm. So yeah, just coming up with my basket. I love you, alright. Hiya. Uh, just got some crisps. Crunchy. Mm, uh, some aspirin. Oh, someone's got a headache. Uh, some fish. Someone's got a haddock. <laughs> <laughs> some comfort. Oh, and for your pleasure. And some vanish. No, oh, I can't. I've got to work here. <laughs> um, some chicken legs. How dare you. Some pork belly. How dare you. Got pork shoulder. How dare you. Pork loins. How dare you. Pork medallion. Woo! Yeah, oh, show off. Right, how'd you get that? We're in a pork race. Uh, rump steaks. Oh. Oh, I should sm- be so lucky. I've got an unsmoked joint. Oh, can I have a bit? <laughs> puff, puff, give. Puff, puff, give, mate. Um, I've got some haggis. Haggis is made of sheep's cork. I mean, pluck. Sheep's ass. <laughs> it's all tied together in a sheep's ass. I once sat next to a bloke who was eating a haggis. And when they turned to me and spoke, the smell was so bad, it was like getting smacked in the face with a bagpipe. <laughs> what? I really like haggis, it's nice. Yeah. I, I mean, if you, you don't think about what it is. Yeah. But that's don't, true of most meat products, isn't don't it, Don't really? tell the kids what's in it. I think, Jen, yeah. In a way, though, like I don't feel it's any worse to eat a sheep's stomach than it is to eat its leg. No. 
Um, I tell you what, though. I thought. Go on, you tell me what. As we're a snooker podcast, yeah. we should do some serious snooker discussion. And um, so I bought this book on uh, snooker. How to have serious discussions. <laughs> it's basically um, snooker in South Africa in the 1950s. Oh, yeah. And there's, it's full of like articles. It's called Against the Nap, the book. And right. It's full of like articles about sort of snooker <laughs> and uh, yes. opinion pieces and interesting musings. And yes. there's an article in it. A guy wants to ban the maximum break. Okay. And I thought, we could maybe have a look at that. It's titled, Let's Abolish the Maximum Break. Can you do a South African accent? Not really, no. (laughs) Not really, no. (laughs) That's good. Bear with me with this. Let's abolish the maximum break. (laughs) This is supposed to be serious. (laughs) That's fine. Let's go funny. Let's abolish the maximum break. That was good. I'll really bump it up. Let's... Tradition dies hard in most sports, which is why it usually takes some time before a suggested rule change is brought into legalised operation. Therefore, whilst the proposal to banish the 147 maximum break in snooker might be reviewed with some apprehension, I am very hopeful that eventually it will gain recognition. Under present snooker rules, <laughs> that one's got, is there? Once all 15 reds have been potted, the player must then take the colours in sequence from yellow to black. Hence the maximum possible break of 147 which has now been achieved by several players. I feel strongly that we need something new in the game. Hence the idea to banish the 147 maximum by keeping a red ball in play as long as possible. This is the scheme. (laughs) If after putting the final red the player takes the black one red would be put up again 14 inches below the blue spot and in line with the brown ball. The object would then be to put the red followed again by the black. That's crazy. What? Is that it? No, it's, oh. uh, it's loads more. I'm not reading the whole thing. Um, it's crazy, isn't it? <clears throat> crazy. It's a crazy idea. It's a crazy um, idea. It might just work. I mean, a bit in... in uh, the 1950s in South Africa, there weren't many, if any, maximum well, breaks. I mean, right. I'm not sure I get the idea, because I, I was concentrating on doing it in South African accent rather than reading the words. If after potting the final red, the player takes the black, one red would be put up again 14 inches below the blue spot and in line with the brown ball. The object would then be to put the red follow up again by the black. So if this is accomplished, the red would be put up again on the same spot, and this would continue so long as the player took the black after potting the red. Therefore, there could be no maximum well, can they just keep going forever? Yeah, it's like billiards, I suppose, and they well, just keep putting the ball back. It's such a stupid idea because once by that point, once you get to the final red of the fifteen, yes. you've already won the frame. Yeah, yeah. You, like, so you just have to keep playing forever to see who could make the highest score. I doubt there was any maximums in the fifties in South well, Africa. Probably not, but so it seems an odd. It hill just seems to like, a, it, yeah. I mean, it's not. It just seems like a really weird thing. Like yeah. we can have no maximum break. We'll just keep playing forever. Because you, if you feasibly a player, you could just get really good at playing that shot. Like from the, if you got a red below the brown spot, mm. between the brown and blue, 
you could just practice playing that shot from putting the red into the yellow pocket, screwing back off one cushion onto the black, yeah, and then yeah. doing the same, screwing back it. off the cushion onto the red. Like it wouldn't be that difficult a shot to to master. No, because you could just you could literally just put it into the yellow pocket, screw back off one cushion, land on the black, black into the the same corner, but you know on the black cushion, yes. and just keep playing off one cushion. It's Play crazy. forever. It's crazy. Crazy. Yep. Uh, let's do the competition. It's just for fun at the moment. <laughs> See if you can guess who this is. Go on. Uh, reversed. We didn't have any correspondence, so we've got nothing to talk about. But um, do get your emails in, snookerpodcast at gmail.com. Mm. Um, I want to know if there's anyone listening in Australia. Oh, yeah, Dan ne- Ander. We've never had an Australian bit of correspondence. No. We've had America. No. We've had Scotland, Ireland. England. England. We've ne- never had Australia. Never had an Australia. I'm so disappointed. I wonder if there's anyone listening in Belgium. Well, maybe. Or anywhere in the low countries. I imagine people from countries where English isn't the first language would think this is... They probably listen to like two minutes of it and just... Well, that's what a lot of people who think English is the first language do. Yeah. But we try our very best. I'll tell you what was funny on the last episode when we were looking through that book of unfortunate names. Should we delve oh, yeah. into that? Yeah, if you want, yeah. Um, we're never going to top the dream topping. Do you know what's funny, though? I mean, those names, obviously, from years ago mm. that this guy's looked through, like, census records, they weren't... Most of them weren't rude at the time. They'd become yeah. rude. Um, I don't know, latrine. But latrine's always been a latrine. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. why would you call a baby latrine? Latrine. It seems really bizarre. Maybe that's it? where they were born, in the latrine. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe I would name it after where it was born. The latrine. Latrine. The well, that's that's how Van Morrison was named. Oh. <laughs> the Van Morrison's van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Got delivered with your groceries. Yeah. Uh, do you want to have a look? Yeah, yeah Some names. Me. Can you t- t- tell me where they're from before you tell me the name? I like the build-up. Oh, you like the build-up? You like a bit of uh, yeah. suspense? <laughs> <laughs> this one was born born Massachusetts, Medway, Massachusetts, 1869. His name is Willie Orally. <laughs> uh, this lady was born in New York, 1868. Lizzie Pervert. <laughs> Lizzie Pervert. <laughs> Charlotte Openbottom. <laughs> Nikolaus Porn <laughs> from Prussia. Wolf Porno. It's very niche, that, isn't it? Wolf Porno. <laughs> Fanny Pounder. Born in Manchester, 1879. This is Fanny Pounder. Can you read it out? Like, it's a list of people that come into that guy's party, does the lisp. You ask me then who's coming to the party. Right, Trevor, who have you got coming to your party? Right, we've got quite a few coming to the party, actually. Yeah. We've got... Thick Face. <laughs> Fanny Harlot. Dick Head. Dick Perv. Pervert King. Harlot Pride. Nimrod Shithead. Dick Brain. Sophia Crappy. Craven Tart. <laughs> So 
Last time we talked quite a lot about AI. We did. Podcast. It seems to be taking over the world now. Yeah, I think we should change this into an AI podcast. Just get AI to generate all the all content. the content. Yeah, yeah. and just. Get AI, get bots to listen. Well, there was, a, there was an AI-generated photograph that won a prestigious competition. Yeah, I saw that. And the, the guy who did it owned up straight away. As soon as he got the award, he was like, ha psych, it was AI. But I listened, I heard a song the other day that had been done by AI, and it was a... There's a few going around at the moment. Yeah, so there's like the, there was like a Drake one or something that went like viral, but this one was a, a Beatles cover of a Beach Boys song. Yes, exactly. Um, and it sounds so... Much like the Beatles, it's actually like mind blowing. It is amazing. I can understand how you could make a hip hop one because it's just rhythmical. Yeah, but I don't understand how they get them to sing because I've tried doing it. Um, yeah, but they've got better software. Than yeah, you. I don't know what software they're using. Do you want to hear my attempt? I tried to get somebody to sing Snoogaloop. Yeah, it just didn't absolutely work. want to hear that. It did not work. Very well. <laughs> um, just give me a sec. I'll have to find the clip. Uh, yeah, this is it. Snooker loopy a heary, nuts are we, me and him and them and me, we'll show you what we can do with a load of balls and a snooker co, pot the reds then screw it back for the yellow, green, brown, blue, pink and black. Snooker loopy nuts are we, we're all snooker loopy. <laughs> Not great is it? I think it's fine, just, <laughs> just put a bit of a beat over it and release it onto the internet. Doom, doom. Snooker loopy nuts are we, we'll show you what we can do with a load of balls and a snooker and co. Pat the webs and screw it back. You need, you need to auto-tune it, that's what you need to do. Yeah, I'll have a go. Next episode. Uh, what else should we talk about? Um, this isn't snooker. Like, this isn't snooker! But with that book that I bought against the nap, I bought another book about um, 90s pop bands and how they got mistreated by the music industry. Yeah. And just this one bit. Got very niche interests. Oh, yeah, I've got quite niche interests, but it was interesting because there's a lot about S Club Seven in there. Yeah. Do you remember they had a TV show to go along with the whole they didn't marketing? Want, didn't of the want band. them die like a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Simon Cowell, when the show started, he wanted them to have their own language, so it would like take off in playgrounds. But like Ego Vago. Instead, of, yeah, yeah. So instead of like swearing, they'd use like a different word. Yeah. And I thought we could start using the word on the podcast to clean it up a bit. Okay. But this is um, just an extract from the book. It's uh, somebody worked on the show. I remember there were some things in the script that they didn't like. Simon had this idea, or maybe it was Kim, that they would have their own language. In those early episodes, there was this word, parp, which was meant to be like rubbish or poo, and they hated saying that. They had this idea it would spread, and every kid in the playground across Britain would be saying parp. It was one of the few things they weren't enthusiastic about, to be honest. What an absolute pile of parp. I thought we could try, instead of swearing, we could say, we should, we should start saying parp on this podcast. Yeah, okay. And then it could clean it up a bit. Snooker snooker parpcast. <laughs> It's good for, I suppose, in front of kids as well. Pop! Yeah. Pop, <laughs> Oh, mate, that is absolute pop. That's absolutely pop. Pop! Speaking of pops, right, this is a <laughs> bit of an odd segue. Um, I went out for a run this morning, Okay. Um, just around Sefton Park, and uh, I don't know if you ever go out running, but sometimes like you, you feel like you need a trump when you're running. It can be a bit okay. uncomfortable, Like, but I don't want to stop to try and trump, but it's quite hard to trump when you're running. Is that, I don't, I, like, is that because you don't want to give people backdraft? Yeah. Or is it just uncomfortable? No, well, there was no one about. It's yeah. just kind of uncomfortable. It's fine. And like, yeah, but it, I think it, I find, personally, I find it hard to trump and run at the same time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think like... <laughs> Donald Trump. Um, anyway, so I've run around for like quite a while and I had like this trump that I need to get out. Yeah. Um, and it was this morning, it was raining, it was lashing down, so there was no one about. Yeah. And I ran like the whole around trying to get this trump out. Mm-hmm. And then I managed to finally get it out. But 
it was just at the point where like the only person I'd seen the whole time round, and I was just running past this like, Ocado delivery driver unloading his truck, and oh. ran past it. It was like, a, a satisfying. And he, he must have thought, like, what the hell? Because he had his back to me. Oh, and I ran past him, just like going, toot, toot, good morning. Quite, Hello. Was it, quite, <laughs> was it quite musical, was it? It was, yeah. It definitely had a, a tone. <laughs> air, air on a G string. Yeah. Um, but think, that just made me laugh then as I was running past, thinking that poor Ocado driver thinking. Yeah. I mean, Ocado's quite posh as well, so he's probably startled. Yeah. But we thought it was a bugle. He's <laughs> playing last post on the bugle. Yeah. Toot, toot. Good morning! I suppose that's the problem with parp. It is already a word, isn't it? It is already a word. You can't really introduce that. Parp. You can. You can change the meaning of a word. I suppose, yeah. Um, But I think we should use that, yeah. Total parp. Absolutely parp. Absolute bag of parp. Parp off. Tell you something happened to me, actually. Go on. Do you remember I had my little foray into stand-up in the office where I stood up and told a joke? And do my jokes. Yeah. Yeah, And it was uh, pretty dreadful. Received poorly. Well, I was at the zoo, at the Welsh Mountain Zoo. So you thought you'd have another crack? Yeah. To the animals? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, we stood around this enclosure, yeah. and this beautiful monkey with like long white hair yeah. came to the window. And you and were sexually attracted to it. There was loads of kids and loads of like adults. Yeah. And one of the kids shouted, um, he's got amazing hair. And I shouted, it's Vidal Baboon. <laughs> and honestly brought the bloody zoo down. Like, I, I, I thought they were going to lift me up in the air. Honestly, there was cheering. It's Vidal Baboon! It's Vidal Baboon! <laughs> Honestly, like, I was oh, they were high-fiving me and everything. Wow. So, I'm back. So you've been booked? <laughs> yeah, I've been booked by the zoo. Three-week residency at the Welsh Mountain Zoo. I need some more. Uh, right, you just got to stand there all day. And whenever anyone says he's got lovely hair, you have to shout. But it's I, Vidal Baboon! i not sure I made that joke up, but... It's, it sounds like something... Like yeah. It sounds like it's already a dead joke, because I wasn't 100% sure. I just, it just popped into my head. Well, I don't think they're going to do you for copyright for saying it at the Welsh Mountain Zoo. <laughs> just to mention the uh, snooker protester again, wouldn't it have been great if he'd thrown the powder up in the air and then whipped his clothes off? <laughs> oh, like a magician. <laughs> yeah. really could. Disappeared with a puff. <laughs> <laughs> um, be... That would really get the headlines, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, it's, that would be good, yeah. If the woman on the other table had managed to get on and powdered herself... Powdered her nose. Uh, that would have... I mean, that would have been, extended the tournament by a day. Yeah, it would have been major disruption. Which would have been quite difficult. Yeah, it would. But it, it was actually quite funny watching her trying to get on. Yeah. And like, Olivia Martel was just like... She had a clause in the uh, pocket. Not she? today, Satan. Like trying to cling on. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? It's like at the Grand National. Obviously, there was protesters running yeah. onto the um, fences. But the, yeah. I saw a little video of around the outside the fence and people had glued themselves to the, to the outside, outside the fence. I know, yeah. And the couple was like, why have you done this? And then I think it's only dawned on them. They're like, oh yeah, yeah it doesn't actually make any sense. Just leave them there. Just leave them. They won't do that you again. You won't do that again, will you? You daft sod. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Milkins doesn't sue us. That would be uh, embarrassing. Have you been injured by a snooker podcast? <laughs> Have you had your reputation damaged by a snooker podcast? Call Barry Hearn Solicitors. We'll raise it into small court claims. Um, should we have one final delve into the funny names book? And then we can wrap it up. Yeah. Um, love his cock. Love Dick in ass. 
Fanny E. C. Lay, Peculiar Lay, Ernest Letcher, Augusta LeFuck. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Augusta LeFuck. Um, mm, this is my wife, Augusta. Augusta LeFuck. <laughs> Dick Licks. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dick Licks. Hi, this is the Channel 7 News with me, Dick Licks. And me, Emma McDildo. <laughs> that was Sarah, what's her name? Sarah, Sarah American. Oh, my name's Emma McDildo. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Where was he born? Uh, just says Scotland, but uh, Kenneth McShagger. <laughs> my name's Kenneth. <laughs> Kenneth McShagger. I'm your new coach. Kenneth McShaga here. <laughs> right, Anthony, I'm your new coach. We've got rid of Psycho. Do you know what my name is? McShaga. <laughs> Kenneth McShaga. <laughs> What's your ethos for the game? Balls. That's what I like. Potting <laughs> balls. There's a guy called Dick Cockout. Dick Cockout here. <laughs> From Manchester. <laughs> oh, sorry. Dick Cockout. <laughs> you alright? You alright? My name's Dick Cockout. Man for it, I am. <laughs> hey, it's me, Dick Cockout. You alright? You alright, love? <laughs> Put it away, love. Streetcars. Hello, streetcars. <laughs> Dick Cockout. Slide away with your dick cock out. <laughs>